Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. This is your welcome. Wish King Green. So, I'm on the internets browsing and I come across an article I believe is on uh what's the website bounding into comics or whatever bounding into comics yes and it states that Naomi in four episodes has lost 40% of its viewers 40% now I'm not surprised not surprised at all Avery DuVernay the executive producer she she's been uh, boasting for the most part about embracing identity politics and you know it's cool I guess if that's your thing but why especially in a comic book TV show you know a, a show based on comic book reality for what reason And when you go woke, you go broke, you know, like it takes away from the story when you include things like that, because that's not based on our reality. That's like complaining about the politics of Star Wars because of, you know, how, about, you know, about the stuff you feel about the politics here in the real world today. It doesn't really make any sense, and I don't think it belongs in comics, especially in, in, in the shows, the movies they're based upon, especially when they take away from the story. There has to be a message, sure, but that, that you know, it, it overshadows the story in a lot of cases, and that's where a lot of people usually have it messed up. And I'm reading, you know, some more into it. You know, I, I find another article... Um, on bounding into comics if I can pull it up DC Films New Gods director Ava DuVernay threatens to discriminate against white men when hiring films what the fuck DuVernay's threat came in, to res- it came in response to a Twitter thread from Nicole French detailing a number of people objecting to a Carlo Handy seeking out black union editors. Uh, French wrote, Today, a black film editor posted in a Facebook group for Hollywood editors looking to connect with other black editors, as there is a severe underrepresentation in post-production and they can be hard to find. Okay. All right. She added, what ensued is a slew of white editors who immediately objected to the post, asked for it to be taken down by moderators and accused the poster of breaking the law, discriminating against whites, 
fanning anti-white racism against them and insulted black editors and white editors speaking up for diversity. And I get representation is important, especially uh, to people of color, especially in the film industry. And she proceeded to shame a bunch of editors who objected to post and targeted the companies, which I thought was a bit much because, yeah, sure, you want black editors. But to hire someone because of their skin color is fucking wrong. That's racist. I don't ever want to be hired for a job or be asked to be part of a project because of the color of my skin. You know, I have a resume, I have a body of work, I have a certain skill set that I want to to be looked at and and get hired for because of those things, not because, you know, my skin contains a certain amount of melanin. And that right there it it rubs me the wrong way cuz I'm like there's so much other shit you guys can be fighting about or fighting for. And that that right there is like I'm not gonna say I lose sleep over shit like this, but I I tend to laugh over shit like this. Because yes, there is racism against blacks in 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 the industry and stuff like that but i'm not gonna say that it's all white people that's just silly we make up as black folk make up 13 percent of the population here in america six percent black men seven percent uh black woman for me personally and my eyes yes i'd love to have more black editors but i'm like if those black editors don't have what i'm looking for i'm not going to hire them doesn't matter if they're black or not. And that's just me personally. I just had a little soapbox. I just wanted to step on and, you know, say my piece about. Because, you know, Naomi isn't a bad show. It's not a great show, but it's watchable. But I'm not. I'm not fighting for it to come back if it gets canceled. Because clearly, you know, they're taking They've taken that woke step. And like I said, that's that's my piece. And we'll be right back with some messages. All right. So. Recently. For those who have seen the Super Bowl. Or mainly just watch the Super Bowl for the movie trailers and advertisements. There's a lot coming in 2022 um, in regards to the MCU and the DCEU. Uh, The MCU being a well-established, well-connected universe. And the DCEU being some type of movie mess, for the most part. Disconnected from each other, in a sense. And hopefully, the Flash movie can change that uh, if they're going the flashpoint route but let me start off with um, 
some other stuff before I get into the more heavier trailers and shit like that. I finished the book of Boba Fett and it was interesting. Uh, seven episodes of content, of the story, adding into the lore. And I'm really interested to see where they go from here in regards to the Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka because Luke and Ahsoka do make an appearance and I thought it was a bit weird to have two episodes that barely showed Boba Fett because it made it seem like Boba Fett was like a side character in his own show and I get they're they're more so world building and telling a, a bit of a um more of a story outside of him i think so like they they pretty much wrote all they could with boba fett in regards to his story so they added mando ahsoka and little baby grogu i don't think the show was too bad i definitely think that there were some really weird decisions made i also understand that with the character of boba fett they were essentially trying to make him grow and change as a character because for a while for the most part he just sat there and said nothing um essentially jack reacher in armor and i'm going to be covering jack reacher once i finish that as well legends i will be finishing up and catching up on uh too because i'm like that's one of my favorite shows i still want to uh still missed a few episodes which I'm upset about and the lot and, and Peacemaker when the last episode comes out I'll also talk about that as well but for now Boba Fett was a really good show for the most part like I said it had its its low points but it had a really great and, I, and there were a lot of great high points too I didn't think um so I didn't think I'd be so amazed um at what they would do with Boba Fett because um I don't know, I just didn't have high, I've learned, I don't know, it's weird, I've I've weirdly learned to subvert my expectations when it came to a lot of comic book and um, established universe shows, spinoffs, just because they do a lot of things that stray away from the story and or the lore, and for the most part, Boba Fett was, in my opinion, a really great show comes back he um essentially spent about five years with the sand tribe after they pretty much picked him up um when they found him all fucked up um after his battle with the sarlacc and he learned what it meant to be part of a tribe and fight um fight for something something you know more than himself you know family you know no one's an island, and I really liked that. He showed a more human side to the character of Boba Fett. Uh, Mina Wen is always a badass in every role she plays. I sure she loved her <laughs> as the uh, what do they call her? Agents of Shield. They called her the uh, the Calvary, and it was a Calvary. And I'm like, you can always count on her to play the badass. I, I definitely enjoyed that as well. Thundercat was a was a his his appearance surprised me in the show the most. 
I mean, I love this music. I really do. He's a, he's a really, really guy, and I really felt like his character in the show as, you know, essentially, you know, the person that fixes people and mods them up, I thought that was, like, the perfect role for him. So shout out to Thundercat. If there is, like... I feel like there's gonna be, they're definitely gonna delve deep more into Cad Bane. So I'm like, Cad Bane is definitely not dead. Um, they can't just put him on the show for a couple episodes and kill him off. Like he's he's one of the coolest bounty hunters in the group. Like like the whole Western gunslinging vibe the show had. The good, bad, and ugly. You know what I'm saying? The the that, that type of vibe right there. I thought that was amazing. You know, and they had the voice actor from Rebels playing him, and I'm like, oh, they got like that's what I'm like when it comes to Disney and Star Wars. Like they shout out to like, they shout out to Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau. Like they they made this like their baby and stuff like that. And I always loved uh, uh, Dave Filoni because of the Clone Wars, especially. I I, I love that show. Like they, they really went all out and I can't wait to see what they do with Ahsoka because Nick Lone said um, her destiny isn't to raise the child. So I'm like they got her they got her doing her own thing and I'm like I love to see Grand Admiral Thrawn show up. Like there's so many loose plot threads still from from the lore, from the franchise that we have yet to see or or close, so that's that's going to be something amazing when Ahsoka comes out next uh, show, Star Wars Rise that comes out May 25th is the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and obviously that's going to do numbers hopefully they 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 do well with this There's I've seen the cast list for this and one something that like another because I'm like O'Shea Jackson Jr. Son of Ice Cube is being cast in the show and I'm like I'm just interested in seeing who he's going to play and what what his his role is going to be in the show just because he's he's been like one of my favorite actors um over the past few years I feel like given enough time he can literally do anything action, comedy, fantasy, sci-fi, horror, drama. This 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 dude's got it. He he's really got it. On top of um on top of that, um excuse me my little tangent. I love Obi-Wan I love the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like I said I loved him especially got to see him be more of a badass during the Clone Wars. <laughs> that was that was fun to watch. Um, you, you really get to, they really, they really, you fall in love with these characters and you really hope they, they do justice to them and you, they stick true to the, to the story material, to the source material, because, you know, fans, there are people older than I am that grew up on Star Wars that were there from the beginning, episode four, and... So I, I wasn't a Star Wars fan until like my, my mid to late teens. Um, so like I said, I had a lot of catching up to do when it came to the world of Star Wars, just, you know, the fandom period. And 
since I've got into it, you know what I'm saying? There's always been something that always kept me there, whether it were it was the Old Republic or it was the Legends books that were are no longer canon or the spin-off shows or even the animated series like Clone Wars and Rebels and um, I haven't seen Bad Batch yet. There's a lot of stuff I haven't seen, so um I won't comment on the Bad Batch yet just because I haven't seen it yet, but it is on my watch list. So when it comes to the book of Boba Fett, okay, out of ten, I'ma give it I'ma give it a seven and a half. Just because I I feel like they could have done a bit more. Um, when it came to the decision making of the character of Boba Fett and the fact that um the fucking the fucking two episodes he just barely was in it so i'm like okay i i, I kind of see but it, it didn't really take me out but it definitely almost made me forget it was a boba fett show so you know a one episode was purely excuse me um purely you know what i'm saying mainly just mando uh dinjarin but but I do find it interesting that the armorer, oh no, she's giving me villain vibes for some reason, like she's either lying or twisting stories, but we'll see, because her helmet gives me Deathwatch vibes, like, you know what I'm saying, followers of Darth Maul when he tried to do his, uh, his villainous thing <laughs> back in, back in the day, so we're gonna see what's going on with that. All right, so the next show that I'm going to discuss um, that's coming out will be Marvel's Moon Knight. And me personally, I believe this will open up the doors for the Midnight Suns, amongst other things like the Multiverse of Madness and Blade and stuff like that. Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange. Um, I believe like this might be the next greatest character study in the MCU next to Iron Man. We have Mark Spector for the most part, or Jake Lockley. Um, forgot the other personality at the moment. Um, who suffers from dissociative identity disorder? I thought that was just interesting enough. Not only is he battling evil, but he's battling his own damaged psyche. This might tip into more of the horror genre as well because from the looks of it between the fight between like the jackal and from what we see for the most part of Kanchu, this could definitely delve deep into the supernatural horror aspect of Marvel like Werewolf at Night and Dracula and stuff like that. You know, more of the, the darker, more violent aspects of the Marvel Universe. And Oscar Isaac, he's 
he's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm definitely glad he's in something that isn't <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse because they could have definitely done better with the movie. Apocalypse is one of my favorite villains next to Doctor Doom and Magneto, especially because he comes from the X-Men corner of the universe. X, uh, the X-Men corner of the universe being my favorite part of the Marvel Universe. But Moon Knight, man, that that's gonna be something. I feel like that show is going to be amongst the lines of like WandaVision when it comes to misdirection and confusion, just because he doesn't even know what's going on half the time. He's waking up, he's got a gun in his hand, he's waking up again, he's <laughs> tied to the bed, you know. So I'm like, this is going to be an amazing show. And like I said, I, I can't wait until, like I said, this show's going to open up doors. And there might be cameos from other characters in the MCU, maybe new ones. Just because Phase 4 is definitely getting more. Um, it's bigger. It's like when it comes to the, the scale of things, the, the stakes are much higher. This is not just Earth. This is more so the multiverse. This is the timeline. This is cosmic energies and supernatural beings and gods because he is the avatar um, of the egyptian god Kanchi, and he's not necessarily a benevolent being so that's going to be very very interesting to see um and mr knight one an aspect of moon knight he just has like the coolest get up just a, a nice pale suit with the, with the mask and, like that's fresh like if like if I was like a hundred pounds lighter, and this was like twelve years ago, I would have worn that outfit to my prom, even if I went there by myself. So fresh, so clean. And except the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Phase Four, like I'm pretty sure they're gonna, I believe they're gonna pretty much make an obligatory statement or some type of scene about the blip, and we get it. It affected everybody in some way, shape, or form. <sighs> but, but there might be something else on the horizon, you know, because the blip can only happen, or blip can only affect people for so long, and it's enough, like, we get it. We get it, Marvel. People disappeared for five years, and then came back, and it changed their whole lives, and aspect, and the scale of everything, and it's traumatizing. Yes, we get it. I think secret invasion might be the next big like the, the next biggest trust issue like that's going to be insane i don't know i forgot when that's, that's coming out sometime in the later future but like i said moon knight I'm, I'm looking forward to i know they're doing a werewolf at night uh series um and the orts in the works were in development and like i said i think that's going to lead to the midnight suns like man thing ghost rider blade um, maybe Doctor Strange, even even Wolverine, if we get mutants in the MCU, but more on that on, in a bit. Alright, so... The big cheese, the meat, the potatoes, of the whole episode right now is the 
trailer and the TV spot for Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, originally Scott Derrickson was going to direct the movie, but now it's going to be directed by Sam Raimi, the guy who has given us the Evil Dead series and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy. Now, this is something I've always been excited for when I first heard that they were going to do the multiverse of madness because they never really delved like I said, they, they've slightly mentioned it in, in the MCU and them even in the comics you know the multiverse is it's vast it's it's always in some it's always part of some major story if not a character for the most part so for those who haven't seen WandaVision sit back go back and watch that if you haven't seen WandaVision in a while go back and watch that watch Loki because that's going to be connected as well I think I believe so it is Um, wow okay so Doctor Strange I believe is having nightmares of the same thing every night and I think it's um him seeing an alternate version of himself dying i think because of his power set because he's such a powerful user of the mystic arts he's able to have that like link with other versions of himself across the multiverse now we see that we get not only our main doctor strange but um defender strange and a darker version of doctor strange now I remember the first Defender comics I read were with Doctor Strange um, at the helm, and Wolverine was part of the team too. It was in the 90s. Um, but like I said, uh, there is so much we don't know about the movie because they like said it's more so a teaser and it's not coming out, I think, until May. It's going to be, like I said, it's, it's probably going to be the, the next biggest Marvel movie next to. No Way Home, Avengers Endgame, and Infinity War, just because of what's at stake here and essentially the storyline. The multiverse is up in a flux. It's up in a hissy. It's got its panties in, in, in a bunch. Another main character we see is Wanda Maximoff, also known as the Scarlet Witch. And from what we learned about WandaVision, she, is always, she was always destined to become the Scarlet Witch. And the fact that she is also a nexus being makes her very important. Nexus beings are people um, that are essentially the same in every universe. You know, Owen, Owen Reese, the Molecule Man, who essentially can create matter and warp reality on a molecular level, um, will always be the Molecule Man in damn near the same way in every universe. And the same thing with Wanda, she will always be the Scarlet Witch. You know, the way she gets her powers may be slightly different, or the circumstances may be slightly different, but she was always destined to become Scarlet Witch in that universe. And from what we've seen at the end of her series, she was looking through the Dark Hold, a very dark book of magic, or a book of dark magic. It's essentially, it's no good. It's just like, it's nothing really too much, barely anything good comes from the Dark Hold. But she's looking for a way to bring her sons back, um, Billy and Tommy. Um, Wicked in speed of the Young Avengers, if you will. Um, you know, bring them back to this universe. 
and I, it reminded me of uh, the House of M storyline, which is one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite stories ever in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because she, they said she had a psychotic break. Um, her kids were. She believed her kids were real and she essentially like said she had a psychotic break for the most part and she she rewrote reality and pretty much gave everyone their strongest desires like she made um she, she said she literally rewrote history like in the it, 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 all right here's how crazy it got it got so crazy that carol danvers became a popular superhero within the comics like within like, because no funny stuff. No one really cared about Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers. Like, no one really called him Miss, you know, Miss Marvel for anything like that. And I thought that was crazy. Um, like I said, that's how crazy that storyline was. Long story short, Magneto kills Quicksilver because he tried to help his sister. And she got pissed because her father murdered her twin and she said no more mutants. And when that happened, 98% of the mutant population lost their powers, leaving about 198 mutants left in the world. Damn near leaving them extinct. Shit was insane. Shit was really insane. Now back to the trailer. We get the introduction of America Chavez, who can traverse, who can, excuse me, traverse the multiverse um, physically by herself. That's essentially her power. She can create star-shaped portals and travel within the multiverse. And I think that's a cool power. And I think Wanda is going to try to either use her, kill her, or try to at least manipulate her into using her powers to find a way to get through the multiverse. Because even though she is a Scarlet Witch. She can't do that. But also, looks have a theory that she might be under the influence from or the manipulation of either Cthone, um, the entity of which her powers come from for the most part, or Dormammu. And so that's that's it. These are just theories. There's nothing really set in stone. No one really knows anything. We're just a bunch of nerds and geeks throwing out theories about a movie based on comics but it's very interesting and then he said you get stuff that we've seen in the Marvel What If series such as the black Angish thing stuff coming from the uh, destruction of that universe in which Steven messed with an absolute point in time, a fixed point in time, to get his love back and he destroyed his universe. You get a dark Doctor Strange. Essentially, I think it's a zombie version of Doctor Strange as well. I think that might be Defender Strange coming back from the dead. I also think Defender Strange was a part of Marvel's Illuminati. And here's where shit gets juicy. Marvel's Illuminati was essentially a group of some of Marvel's brightest and most capable. 
Um, Doctor Strange may not be a genius level intellect, but he's definitely capable in the terms of what he can do um, when it comes to the mystic arts. There was, uh, when it came to the Illuminati, there was Black Bolt, leader of the Inhumans. Namor, the Samariner, King of Atlantis. Reed Richards, head of the Fantastic Four. Iron Man, genius billionaire, playboy philanthropist. Doctor Strange. And it was going to be Black Panther, but he wasn't really fucking with what they had in mind. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Oh, Captain America, but he got his ass kicked out too because he did not agree with what they were doing and they also wiped his memory for a bit until I forgot what storyline was it fear itself or original sin I believe it was original sin that um, um, where he got his memories back and he was pissed but essentially there are like I said a group of people that are trying to for the most part they got their their heads and hearts in the right places and they pretty much overlooked things in like a a under the table behind the scenes type of sense now when we will take a look into like the little sanctum or castle i don't know what we call it but we see the ultron bots and i thought they were doom bots at first that's just me wishfully thinking that dr doom might show up because you know because Doctor Doom's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite fucking villains. I think he's an awesome character. And you know, like I said, I, I feel like they're if they're gonna introduce Reed Richards, might as well hint at Doctor Doom. But there were a few seats that looked empty, and some characters, shadowy characters. Now it looks like on the far left, if you look at the trailer, let's see the a variant of Black Panther or Reed Richards. Professor Xavier, we clearly see a bit of his bald head and hear his voice. I think this is the, the Professor Xavier from the X Men uh, '90s animated series. I think that's what he's been doing since then. Um, maybe maybe so we'll see in, in X-Men 97 when that comes out in Disney Plus I think um, Mordo um, he's part of the council I think Defender Strange was part of the council until um, he died I want to say there's a female um, on the council someone with long hair or a hood so it, it said it could be anybody, but there was definitely um, a version of Captain Marvel. The character definitely is a person of color, and she has like more of a fem- fem- feminine shape. Why can't I speak today? Yes, um, I think that might be um, Maria Rambeau, a version of Captain Marvel from her universe in which she did the she did that test she was a test pilot instead of cheese larson so when it comes to when 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 captain marvel goes binary you know she's she's super super powerful i feel like they said there's going to be a lot of fan service but i think the fan service is going to is going to serve the plot and move the story forward like it did in spider-man no way home
And I think this movie is this movie directly connects to Spider-Man No Way Home just because of what happened at the end in which, you know, the barriers of, you know, the universe were being cracked open. But I think there's going to be a bit of a twist because there is a scene, there's a, you know, there's part of the trailer where they said we should tell him the truth, you know. So I want to know what this truth is. Is the truth uh, the reason? You know, is it going to be a reason why they created the council or Doctor Strange's purpose? Or are we going to figure out, you know, or learn that it's not his fault that the multiverse is this way? Because I'm like, Wanda did some wild, chaotic shit when it came to the events of WandaVision. She essentially took a whole town's agency and made a show about it, you know, and she she did something bad but you know i understand it was out of grief like she said when you break the rules you're called a hero but when i do it i'm the villain and that's like i said that's a really good way to look at it but the way you know i'm saying i she looks at she 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 was in a dark place but at the same time like she made people prisoners in their own minds in their own homes and towns and Doctor Strange, he essentially tried to help a kid who was trying to help his friends. That that could be just being shallow. Agree with me if you want. At me if you will. I said what I said. Now, I think... I do think that they're going to go the route of some type of con- like a convergence of universes or merging right, on top of an addition of mutants to the MCU. I'm like, if you get Professor Xavier, you can't just leave us hanging with no X-Gene in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, come on now. Like, that'd be a very big missed opportunity. And we're supposed to be getting other cameos. Uh, If you take a look at the poster, there's a shard of the Union Jack shield that Captain Carter wields from the what if series so i love to see Haley atwell mm, 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 excuse me i'm sorry i got thirsty i would love to see Haley atwell play captain carter in real life i loved her as um peggy um in the show and captain the idea of captain carter just seems dope we love captain carter love captain carter from the what if series now my thing is what the fuck is going on? Like, like, how bad do things get when it comes to this movie? It's the multiverse of madness. You know, who is, you know, because I'm like, there's, there's not, there's, they're gonna, like I said, we, between WandaVision and Spider-Man No Way Home, expectations have been subverted. Like, we've learned how to, our theories and Easter eggs are just way off, like, they might Ralph Boner us again with this movie. The, the funny people about Marvel. Because you have so many things you can do from here. You know, you can add mutants. You can do secret wars. You can, you know, do, a, uh, you know, anything with that. Who are we going to see? Who's going to live? Who's going to die? You know, in the comics, America Chavez comes from essentially a, a parallel utopia. Um, and she comes and makes this universe her home. And she's part of the Young Avengers. 
That's one of the things I believe they're going to set up here. Are the Young Avengers. Kid Loki. Patriot. Wiccan. Speed. Stature. America Chavez. It, it said it's it's they can they they can build up on so much because of this. Gigantic. I I still believe it's Shumagorath. Um, I said I, I think I said that that's. I'm just like so excited about this because it's huge. Hell, I think there might be Sam Raimi Spider-Man that might pop up and help real quick because he, you know, what I'm saying he 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 knows. Um, Peter, if does he know that Tobey Maguire's Peter? If he doesn't remember our MCU's Peter Parker, I mean he could still view him as another Spider-Man, so I guess that makes sense. But it'd be really weird if we see a Sam Raimi comic-directed film and we don't get a little glimpse of big Tobey Maguire but my prediction for the most part is Wanda's gonna have to fight a version of herself Doctor Strange and the council she's gonna kill some people she's definitely gonna kill some people she's gonna do some House of M reality warping type stuff she's gonna bring Billy and Tommy back we're going to get mutants into the MCU. Reed Richards is going to be looking like Sadie with a capital Z. Going to be played by John Krasinski. She's going to have a battle with Professor Xavier. She's going to kill him. Steven comes out on top, but he definitely loses something at the end. Mephisto's going to make an appearance. A bunch of people from different universes are going to come into our universe and pretty much be as if they're already there. And that's where we're going to stop with the theories. Just until we get like another teaser trailer or a poster or something like that. And we go crazy trying to figure out what that, what go, what, what's going on there. This movie is going to change everything. We thought Spider-Man No Way Home or Loki was an oh no. Doctor Strange is going to be at his, his, his finest here. We're going to see comic book Doctor Strange in this movie. Oh, it's, it, oh man. Oh, man. What what a Rob, Rob Jefferson from a comic book? Let me tell you something. Man, listen. And the writer of the Doctor Strange movie um, was a writer on Rick and Morty. And I'm like, that's interesting because Rick and Morty does, you know, they delve deep into the multiverse and the console of Rick's and... There's, you know, the Illuminati, who's their own council. So that's going to be dope. It's going to be funny. I think, I said, I think there's going to be some, there's going to be some deaths, a bunch of cameos. I think there is uh, a universe where they, they go into like a cartoon universe. That's going to be interesting. Uh, they say there's like a, what looks like Deadpool on a shard, um, a glass. So I'm like, if Deadpool makes an appearance, oh my goodness, we can get Deadpool in an MCU movie. That's going to be hilarious. But Multiverse of Madness drops um, in the spring. And I said, the more stuff that comes out with the movie and other Marvel and DC projects, I'll definitely be covering on the podcast. We'll be right back with some messages.
So the DCEU has a lot of work to do. And well, they can always use their reboot vehicle, their retcon vehicle, the Flash. So the Batman with Robert Pattinson is coming out. And honestly, this might be a really good look for the Batman character just because we're getting a year two character. Uh, for those who have been read or seen Batman year one, this is pretty much his first year being Batman. His relationship with police isn't as solid. You know, there's a lot of things he still has to work on. He's young, he's more violent. He's um he's learning how to become a detective because a lot of people don't realize Batman is the world's best detective. And Robert Pattinson has shown his range over the past several years from Cedric Diggory. Um, I've seen him in, was it Velocity of Z? Uh, that was an amazing movie with uh, Charlie Hunnam and uh, Tom Holland. The Lighthouse of Willem Dafoe was fucking awesome. Go see that. Go check it out. So I can't wait to see what Robert Pattinson does with his version of The Dark Knight. Oh man, this is going to be a sick March 4th. Can't wait. On top of that, we have Aquaman 2 in the Lost Kingdom. And that the first Aquaman movie did a billion dollars. And that was just such an awesome film, Alex. I wish they kind of waited to introduce the Black Manta character just because they said he was there in the beginning and then, you know, they just said all, all fuck all with him for like the rest of the movie. I think that would have been better for him to like him come back and be teased at the end in like a post credit scene. But James Wan did not miss with the first one. So shout out to him. Then you have uh, Shazam 2. And I love Shazam. This was this was like the first one that was amazing, and they're doing the, the Shazam in this movie, the Shazam family, and I'm like, that's a cool take on, you know, they're going straight for the Shazam family. Cool. What's gonna happen with this one? What is going like? We didn't we didn't really get an official trailer for Shazam two. Just got some behind the scenes stuff, so I'm not gonna really talk too much about it until I see some more. But I'm looking forward to the second one. Alright, so I'm a huge Flash fan. And I have some gripes about the way Zack Snyder wrote um, the Flash and the Justice League movies and stuff like that. Um, but Andy Machete, I've seen his films and I feel like he's going to do the character a bit more justice. This is more of a multiverse movie. Um, they, as I said, it looks like they're leaning towards the Flashpoint. We, we, we didn't get too much of like a we so we got a teaser trailer at fandom because they weren't really finished with a lot of shit which is understandable um but said I, I feel like they're gonna do a bit more justice to the character and to the DCE with this with this character with this movie so I said I have faith and please don't fucking let me down and now we get to 
Black Adam, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and one of my favorite, like I said, one of my favorite teams in the DCEU, or the DC Comics universe period, is the Justice Society of America, the superhero team that was, in some cases, from Earth 2, and another case was a superhero team in World War II before the Justice League of America. And oh my goodness, the casting. The casting. And the costume designs. And the characters. Uh, Pierce effing Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Perfect. Insanely perfect. Adonis Hodge as Hawkman. Dope AF. Very dope AF. And then Cyclone, Adam Smasher. And I like I, said, I feel like they said they're not because I don't I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be a full villain, but he's definitely going for the anti-hero fight. I, what I mainly think what they're doing is he's gonna need help with uh from the GSA to learn, you know, about the new world he's in and he's gonna learn what it takes to you know, pretty much be a, a a good dude and whatnot. They're like I said, what they're gonna do is, because I, like I said they, they might lead. I was discussing with his friends. They might lead to a JSA spinoff show or movie, and I'd like to see that in the DCEU. Um, they've done that in Star Girl and a little bit of of, of Legends. But I love the way they did it in Star Girl. I mean, Star Girl is a great show. Go watch it. Check it out. Season two out right now. Um, I feel like what they're going to do is they're going to help him do what he needs to get done and then like I said, they're going to go their separate ways and they're going to tease something between him, Shazam, and possibly Superman because in the anime I think it was uh, Shazam and Superman versus Black Adam he washed the hell out of Clark and Billy mm-mm-mm like you hate to see it but more than that you really do love to see it so like I Alex I do think they're gonna they're gonna tease you said something with Shazam 2 or you know Shazam versus Black Adam or Shazam and Superman versus Black Adam. They're gonna do. They're gonna tease something at the end. I want to see how they he interacts with all these these heroes, especially Doctor Fate. Oh my God! Like he's essentially Doctor Strange but more powerful. Say what you want at me if you must. Hawkman, Carter Hall. He keeps getting reincarnated every time he dies. I'd love for them to introduce Hawkgirl. Like I said, I feel like they're going to do a bit of everyone's backstories. Adam Smasher, he is, he's, uh, just imagine Ant-Man, like, when he grows bigger, but, like, without the Pym Tech. Yeah, Cyclone, that name speaks for itself. <laughs> But like I said, the, so far the CGI giant the set design from the trailer looks amazing. It really does. And so there's this, it's, 
because CGI is hit and miss. You know, Marvel has been doing, you know, the MCU has been around for over 10 years, and sometimes the CGI looks fantastic, and other times it seems like they kind of phone it in. But I do think Flash is going to be a sense a reboot or a retcon of some sort for the DCU. I hope, I really do hope that it does make the Snyder ver- the Snyder cut canon. Because even said it, 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 even though it's had its issues, and so we got to see Zack Snyder's full version. You know, his 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 full vision come to completion my main thing is like I'm also excited for the um currently in development Green Lantern series because boy did they fuck up with that first film and I think they're gonna do like more of an anthology series with multiple Green Lantern characters so I'd love to see Sinestro, Kyle Rayner, John Stewart, and Guy Gardner. So most of us know Hal Jordan, but he said I grew up on John Stewart, and he said I don't think these other Green Lanterns get enough love either. So I'm, I'm looking forward. Like I said, I'm not hold. I'm, I'm holding my breath, but this this up and coming slew of movies from the DCEU looks promising Batman at the time I'm recording this comes out in a couple weeks and I'll be definitely be discussing that movie I might even see it three times in one sitting who the F knows Doctor Strange comes out in May We're supposed to be getting a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special later on this year, directed by James Gunn, also known as the man who don't miss when it comes to the DCEU and the MCU. Oh my goodness, uh, Peacemaker finale hasn't come out yet, but best believe when that MF comes out, I'll be happier than Chris when eagerly hugs him and he's got his camera phone like oh like they're like when it comes to like they what all right so peacemaker they essentially canonized batmite who is the i think the fifth dimensional imp that stands batman as they said as john economo said he calls batman a pussy which is hilarious because a lot of us, we have this argument with a lot of Batman fanboys. Batman is, you know, in my opinion, is hugely responsible for, you know, the murders that the Joker commits because he doesn't kill him. Granted, sure, he believes in due process, but come on now, the, the guy keeps on breaking out. And only let him escape so long before you're a certified P.U.S.S. swa A poo-swa, if you must. He makes a lot of, uh... <laughs> He definitely said this. This has been one of my favorite DCEU spinoff shows, and I'm like, the DCEU does something that Marvel doesn't, and they're they're not scared of that going all out rating. 
like with Titans. Fuck Batman in the first episode. Word. Word. Word that Grace and Nessa. Tell us how you really feel about Brucey Bruce. Don't even get me started on a Harley Quinn animated series. That's going to be a certified classic. Period. But I would definitely be discussing Peacemaker um, when that show is finished. And then I'll also be discussing DC Legends. DC's Legends of Tomorrow and why is and I'll tell you why that is one of my favorite that is my favorite CW Arrowverse show I'm gonna call it the Arrowverse because you can't just start with Arrow kill him off and in a spectacular way and then just call it the CW verse no that will forever be the Arrowverse even though I'm a Flash fan let you know in another episode why DC's Legends has become my favorite Arrowverse show. I'm going to binge watch the hell out of Superman and Lois because we're on break right now because of the Olympics. And I didn't want to watch the first season, you know, yet. Because I feel like I enjoy that more as a, a binging marathon type of show. And I've heard a lot of great things about this take on Superman. So next episode, me, you, wherever you are in the world, we'll be discussing Peacemaker, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and I'll probably throw in some anime because I'm also catching up on Baruto, Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia, and Jujutsu Kaisen. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. This has been your welcome with Shakim Green. Peace and be easy.